back to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. I see Rebecca Keys is checking us out. What's happening with you, Rebecca? I'm very proud of you. I mean, that was, you had a really big weekend, and uh, just want you to know I'm proud of you. Keep doing big things, all right? Steve, man, uh, you were just telling us about this uh, Canadian experience. Yes. Now, see, I I don't know much about the Canadian League, but I'm I'm curious to know. Now, kind of walk me through what oh, that was man, like. Oh, it's, man, it's a... I wish I would have talked to Turner more about it, but no, it's it, my career is interesting because it's good, but then it wasn't quite what I what I would have wanted it to be, um, you know. But it was successful. Um, I remember I'll go back to Coach Osborne because this is this is interesting. Going into my senior year, I was going to play baseball in Nebraska because that's when Deion Sanders, a lot of guys were doing two sports, and I went to Coach Osborne and Bo Jackson, right? Right, and. Believe it or not, I was a pretty talented – I batted, I was a natural left-handed batter, huh. and I threw right, and I, I was fast, right? So I had I had the makings to do somewhat what maybe Dion did or some other guys, right? So anyway, um, when I – so I went to him my senior year, and he said, well, no, we got a chance to win a national championship. You know, uh, we'd like to have you here in spring. So I made the decision not to play baseball. Okay. So anyway, but I had choices, right? So uh, I didn't want to ride on a bus to Oklahoma for 14 hours either. I didn't want to be out there cleaning bases or moving dirt in, in the cold Nebraska. So I, that, that's on me. So anyway, I, uh, I signed my contract with Canada. I'm excited about it. I'm going to go up there. And I, I looked at a couple of CFO games. I knew they had Tracy Ham. Didn't know much about his career, you know, because it's all about you when you're playing football. Oh, you, yeah. you, you think you can beat out whomever is there, right? Yeah. And they want oh, you yeah. for a reason, right? So we get there, and Edmonton is stacked. I mean, Tracy has uh, – he, he, he was MVP my rookie year. Oh, wow. And we were 16-2. and two <laughs> And was going to sure – we got upset in the playoffs. But anyway, so Tracy renegotiates his contract because he's the man. Right. right. So now they have Tracy Hamm, Steve Taylor, can we afford to play both of them. So anyway, I stayed there. So I was, I'm going to challenge Tracy my second year. And I actually challenged him. He got, he got injured. They pulled him out. I came in and did well. And then there was a quarterback – Who's going to be the guy, right? Yeah, that and, uh, controversy. Anyway, controversy. So, anyway, we end up going to the Grey Cup that year. Oh. Right? My second year in the league. And we lose to Winnipeg. Ironically enough, was Coach Riley was coaching at the <laughs> Winnipeg. So, I knew Riley, right? So, they beat us in, in the Grey Cup. Anyway, so I'm coming back for the season thinking I'm going to have a chance to take the helm, be the guy. They fired the coach. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. How do you go to Grey Cup? He lost control of the team. We're, we were that good. Players are out doing whatever they yeah. were doing, but we're winning. So they fired Farragelli, and they hired a new guy that came in. And then that's when it was like, okay, Tracy's more established. She's going to be the guy, but we can't afford you, so we're going to try to trade you. So they were trying to trade me, but I didn't have very much experience, and I had a pretty big contract. So Calgary called me and said, hey, here's the deal. We're not going to pick you up off waivers because your contract is too big. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna let them cut you, and then we're going to sign you to a nice contract. So I knew I was going to get cut because they're trying to trade me. So I was at the mall with my wife, girlfriend at the time, and I got a call saying, you're cut. And I, but I knew I was going to Calgary. So I signed like a couple of weeks after it got the deal done. So I'm going down there to be the starter. At the time, they had Danny Bear. You may know Danny Bear. Played at Cincinnati. Played, he was offensive coordinator with Turner Gill. This is right, how big right. football is, right? So Danny was a good player. Played many years in the CFL, but I – Thought I was better than Danny was going to do that. So I go there, and Danny gets hurt. I come in, do well, struggle that time. But I'm still going to be the guy in the future. So um, 
that was the story. So Danny leaves. Danny signs a free agent deal with Vancouver because I was there. And I'm going to be the guy. Unfortunately, Doug Flutie was throwing up everything up in BC. Lions. <laughs> yeah. He had just came to the CFL. It was like his third year. And he was MVP of the league that year. Our Calgary Stampeders was bought out by a new homeowner. And he gave Doug Flutie a bunch of money as a free agent. So Doug oh. Flutie came to Calgary. So once again, I thought I had a chance to be the guy. But they get a more established guy, Heisman Trophy. You know the whole story, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but then I learned. I learned from my ears in Edmonton that in Edmonton, I was like, I'm going to be the guy. I want to be the starter. When they signed Doug, I said, you know what? I will just – I'll back up Doug, and I'll learn as much as I can from Doug. Right. And then play out my contract, and then I'll be a free agent. And so I backed up Doug for three years. Doug never got hurt. Our team was stacked. <laughs> he, never I mean, our team, he never got hurt. Uh, three years. I just mopped up and played in the playoffs and be ready to go when he was down and everything. So that, that was an adjustment to really plan behind. But I saw Doug do things that I thought I could do on the field. He was actually doing it. It's a big uh, difference, right? He would okay. throw passes that I, I – on the sideline, I, was like, I wouldn't have thrown that pass. So, <clears throat> anyway, I thank Doug because I learned so much from him. It allowed me to play football another three or four years, and my knowledge of football in the passing game just increased dramatically. John Huffnagel was the offensive coordinator, play, uh, coached uh, Eli Manning at the um, – at, the, at the, the Giants and stuff, our team was good. I knew the passing scheme. You know at Nebraska, we don't throw the football. No, right? trust me, I know. I mean, in Canada, <laughs> in Canada you know, we're changing protections. We're making side adjustments. We're doing everything. So <clears throat> I was experienced enough where you can throw something in front of me, I can deal with it. So I knew I was ready. So I played out my contract, and I was starting in Hamilton. And then I started there. Then I was traded to Ottawa, and I was starting there. And then the CFL, the, the Canadian dollar went down to like 60, 67 cents or something. Quebec was talking talking about uh, uh, separating. And I had played like eight years or so. Um, and I was like, you know what? I played 20 years of football. I've had some success. It hasn't quite gone like I wanted. You know, maybe it's time for me to maybe it's time for me to move on, right? So that that's that's kind of what started. So. Um, you know, I thought my wife said, oh, you're just depressed from the season. You know, you guys struggled. Yeah. I said, nah, I had just sold my house up there, and I had built a house in South Lincoln. And i never forget this. I was in the kitchen, and my daughter was outside playing a little, you know, one of those little plastic pools with some friends. And I and, uh, just moved into my house, and I get a call from Winnipeg. And they say, hey, uh, we want to sign you to a two-and-an option. You know, and I was like, you know what? At the time, it was like five, 600000 or something like that. And I was like, you know what? After taxes and having two homes... I, I think I'm just going to call it. I'm just, I think I'm done. I'm just going to go into real estate. Oh, okay. Because I had bought some condos in Canada when I signed my contract, and that's kind of how I got started in real estate. And, uh, and I could have played. And I never. I didn't really care about being in the Hall of Fame in Canada because I wasn't going to live there. Right. <clears throat> and I wasn't going to live there. A lot of players end up living there. That, that was never my story. And so I made that day. That's when I hung them up. You know, and I, I was healthy. I can walk the golf course. Oh. Had a little base, you know, as far as investments and that kind of stuff. And, so that's kind of my story. And, so, uh, I was, so when you oh, get, I, I did do this though. After my third year in the league, I did call my agent to tell him I wanted to play baseball. <laughs> huh? How'd that, how that turn out? Well, he, he said, "Steve, you know, I know you're watching guys that you played with. I played with Tommy Gooden and Keith Mitchell. That I was I was actually better than them. Really, if you looked at high school, you no know, stats and that kind of stuff." He said, "But you haven't hit a curveball in 15 years." <laughs> That's what he told me. That's what he told me. You know, and I said, "I said, you know what? You're probably right. You know? I just, I just go keep watching them play." Uh, but uh, so I, that that ship had sailed too. But that was into my career, and um, I was actually okay with it. And that's when I just started golfing. You know, three or four times a week, and 
and uh, and and listing and selling houses in real estate. Well, I know for a fact you're a really good golfer because I, I was, yeah. No, you I'm are. Gonna, now. I'm gonna get back to that. No, yeah. I, yeah. I've seen you play. You <laughs> you, you kind of like Rozier. Y'all like to bait people. Yeah. You know, y'all pretend yeah. y'all can't play for a hole or two to get your other person's confidence up, and then after <laughs> that, you let them know that they. They're you not know, as I, good. I'm so thankful because I started playing golf when I was 13 years old in Fresno, California. Oh, really? Okay. It, it was my summer job. We were paid 335. They were saying how minorities were not exposed to golf, didn't have the opportunity, right? And our, our local uh, basketball coach actually golfed at Edison High. So it was a summer job. I made 335 an hour. We had to, <laughs> no, we had to clean all the toilets, all the bathrooms, pick up all the debris on the golf courses, pick up all the weeds. So and they gave us clubs. They gave us the odd clubs, you know, the the three, five, seven, nine, and you got a driver and a three wood, right? And gave us some balls. So we had to learn all the proper etiquette, all the rules of golf and everything. But we got paid three thirty five an hour in the summer, and we did that in the morning, and then we got to golf nine holes in the afternoon. So that's how I got and went to all went to private clubs like Firethorn, Lincoln Country Club, Pioneers. Uh-huh. We went around. I mean, imagine all these minority kids getting off a bus, going to these places, and doing this work. So that's how I got involved in golf. Now. <coughs> I didn't realize the dividends that it would pay in the in, in the future. Right, right. right then right. when I got to college, and my Lincoln parents said, "Hey, let's go golf at Lincoln Country Club," I was very familiar with it. I wasn't intimidated. Right. I knew all the rules, all the regulations. So I'm like, "Let's go play," you know. So I would play every now and then. And then pro wise, when you have you know celebrity functions, things like that, right, I go right. and play. And uh, so I did that. But then once I retired, then that's when I got serious about golf. And let me tell you. It's far more difficult than any other sport in the world. Oh, I, I respect it so much, and it, it's awesome. It's, it's a wonderful sport. I love playing golf. <coughs> Unfortunately, uh, I'm not the best golfer, but I love playing. But just to put some humor in it, I play with Red Callaways. I know. I I, I like it. That's what it's all about. And I put number seven on them, so the minute they go way left or way right, they become a donation. <laughs> they become a donation. <laughs> You know, that's what that's what's great about golf, man. You meet people all walks of life. Correct. All different social economic situations. Mm-hmm. But the one common thing you got is golf. And whether you're a twenty handicapper or a scratch golfer, you know, you're gonna have a good time. That's why they have the system. Yeah. So uh it's a great sport and that's all I do now is just, you know, list and sell homes and build homes and and golf and just meet people and it's uh it's you it's know a i meet thing. a lot of people on the golf course yes. i make a lot of deals out there too yep. so i mean that part of it is it's a good business tool but now you say you went into real estate what when did you first go into real estate i mean like full time well I, I came back one year and uh, i was like 26 or 27 uh by then i had my little daughter sydney okay and uh, we were renting a house in lincoln um I had graduated from school and done all that, and I was a quarterback. Brian Washington and I used to work out all the time together, but I'm a quarterback. I'm not going to work out five, six hours, right? Right. So at the time, you know, I'm too old to be going out to the clubs and doing all that kind of stuff, right? And I had nothing to do. So one day, I just picked up a paper and saw his ad about real estate. And I was like, whoa, sky's the limit. Meet different people. Uh, just got to take the, the tests and, and pass the exam. I'm like, that sounds like a great career. And uh, and I had bought some condos in Canada and sold them, and I know that I was paying out six, seven percent on commissions, right? Mm-hmm. And so realtors had a good life and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna check into this. So I call Home Real Estate about it, met with their recruiting coordinator, and of course, being the person I am, I said, Well, I've never paid for my education. Is there a scholarship available? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and she goes, she goes, Well, actually, there is, Steve. But the one thing is that you have to you have to go with Home Real Estate. And I was like, I'm in. So they paid for all my classes and state exam and everything. So I, I, I enrolled, took the classes at night, worked out, 
went up to, I took the, took the state exam. I passed it. And then I went to Canada and I was still playing football. And, uh, so I had my license, but I wasn't doing anything. And, um, so after about two or three years, I came back and that's when I said, I'm going to go into real estate and, and start full time. And that's exactly what I did. So I approached it. I approached real estate just like I approached football. I just worked hard. I went to the office, networked, and did all those things, took all these classes, you know, about advertising, marketing, finances, investments, all this kind of stuff. And just, I just built my business and I worked pretty hard at it. And, uh, it was, I was good at it and I liked it. And it was, it was a great job for me because my downtime in real estate was 12 to five because no one could look at houses because they're working. Right, <laughs> so right, So I would right. go in the office in the morning, do all my stuff, and I would go golfing from 12 to 5, and I would have a meeting or two in the, in, in the evening. So it was very conducive to what I want to do. And I was oh, like, yeah. this is a great fit. And then things went really well my first three or four years, and I had an assistant. I was like, you know what? There's no one I trust more than my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep all the money in the family. And right. uh, Stephanie ended up getting her license, and she's been helping me out ever since. And um, it's been good. So I've just been growing. And then like the last four or five years, I started building houses. You know, since I represented so many builders and all that kind of stuff, I loved it. It's like being a quarterback. It's like being a quarterback. Man. Okay, okay. And um, that's one thing I never mentioned, too, why I didn't go to the NFL. Because I saw guys that played in the NFL that were quarterbacks at one time. Crouch was this and then, and then uh, Frost. But for some reason with me, I, I couldn't imagine going into the huddle and not calling the play. Mm. That's, that, that was a killer for me. It was like, I and... When you run the option, you can kind of manipulate and weave and that kind of right, stuff, right? Right, right, right. And um, I said, I would throw a pass over the middle and you would catch it. Yeah. Because that's in your DNA. Right, right, right. That's right. in your DNA. Right. Mike Rozier, he's going to run through that hole regardless. Right, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. So get the hand. For me, uh, not, not so much. <laughs> not so much, right? <laughs> so that's when I knew I, I probably could have switched positions, but it just wasn't in my DNA. And I just yeah. couldn't imagine – being in a huddle and someone else telling me what to do. Right. I, I got mean, you. Well, you've been a quarterback all your life. All my life. Yeah, you know? so. And uh, and so being a, a realtor and a general contractor, I'm the quarterback. I'm, I'm building something from nothing to something. Okay. And I'm working, I'm working with, you know, 15, 16 different other people, you know, framers and, and, and flat work guys and, you know, electricians, all that so stuff. So you and learned everything I about learned, the- I learned everything because I, I, I used to represent builders. So I know the whole process. I like to build stuff. I like to design homes. I, I got a good eye for that. And so it was it was a natural fit for me, but I grew into it and I enjoy it and I love it. You know, thank God I had the you know the ability financial to do it. But um and it's been good. No. This year's a little different, you know, but um it's been a good career, it's about thirty years, you know, so But you I love didn't it. you recently start something like M P with the MP Dodge? No, actually uh when I went to home real estate, I was with home for about twenty years and then uh I left and went to Lincoln First Realty, which was a locally home just got so big and all that kind of stuff and Warren Buffett bought it. And I went to Lincoln First Realty, which was a locally owned company backed by Cornhusker Bank. I knew the broker and everything. Now, this is kind of my exit plan, and they had a great program. So I went to Lincoln First Realty, good small company. And then just a couple of years ago, we merged with MP Dodge out of Omaha, which oh. everyone knows the history. MP Dodge is one of the, the, the most historic brokerage firms in the world. Oh, okay. okay. In the world. They, they, they have associations with Abraham Lincoln. I mean, they're huh. great grandfathers and stuff. I mean, if you. It's, it's tremendous. And so now our reach is unbelievable. And now I actually sold a couple of homes in Omaha for the first time in my career because the MLS has, has grown and we're so close. And now that we have a brokerage firm in Omaha, I have offices there. I got help there. I got resources there. So we've expanded our reach. So, yeah, so I moved to MP Dodge. But I'm an independent contractor. We're 100% commission. 
Now we work under the umbrella of MP Dodge, but we yeah. really work for ourselves. So, so basically, you can, you can from t- start to finish on building houses. Yeah, about five six months. Absolutely. Wow, mm-hmm. and you know how to do the whole. Process. I do the whole thing, breaking the ground, designing the houses. I don't physically do that. I'm doing more work than I thought I would do, but <laughs> I'm learning things, right? And you want I, I need my profit margin to go up, but no. Uh, you know, you're only as good as your team. Right. You're only as good as your running back, your offensive line, and your right. receiver. The quarterback, Coach Osmond said, the quarterback gets all the glory, you know, yeah. but yeah. the other people do the work, you know. So I, I have a vision, I have a goal, and I got a great team with my subs. They're excellent. Hey, listen, don't, don't leave. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back with 93.7 The Ticket to get you happy on hour.